It's Friday, it's just gone two o'clock, and it's time to get out our trainers, have a banana, and get ourselves all revved up for tomorrow's park run. Yes, on your marks, get set, go! I want to know, what are your top recovery tips? You know the email by now, Darren at yahoo.com or you can get in touch via the Radio Illumini Facebook page. Come on, wakey wakey, we're on the air everyone. <laughs> I did my best to notice When the call came down the line Up to the platform of surrender I was brought but I was kind And sometimes I get nervous When I see an open door Close your eyes, clear your heart Cut the cord are we human or are we dancer my sign is vital my hands are cold and i'm on my knees looking for the answer are we human or are we dancer emailed in really enjoy listening to your show it helps me keep the running bug going you're very welcome richard craig from bedfordshire after i've got my medal i normally have a pint after the race oh craig i bet you do you little rascal you 
David from Zimbabwe. Great work, Darren, as always. Oh, thank you very much, David. Zimbabwe, hey? Wow. And Rob from Suffolk. What about an extremely cold bath after a run? Well, yes, funny you should say that, Rob. I've heard all about that, actually. See, basically, that's a great way of offsetting any injury risk. Because you think about it, a cold bath immersion, what it actually does... It will constrict your blood vessels and that decreases metabolic activity, which will reduce swelling and tissue breakdown. So, yeah, Rob, I highly, highly recommend that. Now, here's Ariara Grande and no tears left to cry. tears left to cry so the thing is since i've been starting doing this show not only presenting the show but producing it as well i've come to realize that everything is material and i mean everything for example during the week i went round a friend's house for a cup of tea and the tea came out and the biscuits came out so far so good and then it happened didn't it Mm. He got a perfectly nice biscuit and 
dunked it in the tea. Now, I've been on this earth for 49 years and I still don't get it. What's the point of getting a perfectly good biscuit and making it go all soggy and getting all bits in your tea at the same time? You're ruining the tea and you're ruining the biscuit. I just don't get it. I would love to be a dunker. I would love to be a dunker, but I just don't get it. Please get on the email now, Darren at yahoo.com and try and convert me because I'm just not having it. Now, let's go all the way back to 1978 and my favourite Kate Bush song, Withering Heights. from Southampton has emailed in another informative show on a really important and often neglected subject yeah you're right there Bradley I mean people don't really talk about recovery do they um Richie from Cork Cork and Ireland all we got Irishmen listening very useful show thanks oh you're very welcome random question oh I'm a bit nervous now are there any decent pubs in Ipswich as I'm going there next weekend oh you lucky ducky Richie well 
I mean, you, you can't go wrong in Ipswich. Us Suffolk folk are really, really friendly. I mean, you just pull up at a pub and people will start talking to you. But yeah, you've got the fat cat. If you go to Arcade Street, you've got the Tavern, all doing really good real ales. The Thomas Wolsey pub, you've got the Steamboat Tavern, you've got the Fountain. I mean, you can't go wrong in Ipswich. I mean, you'll have a great time. Uh, Charlie from Swansea. Hi, Big fan of roll recovery. They now ship the R8 to the UK. What's the R8? Get on your email, please. What's the R8? <gasps> Kathleen from Sunderland. So glad you mentioned tea dunking. Who needs biscuits falling apart, ruin, ruining their tea on top of the stress of the pandemic? Well, I haven't thought of that, Kathleen, but yeah, you've got a point. And Jacqueline from Stratford. Honestly, the nightmare of dunking would be for a biscuit to break in the cup. A dunking connoisseur knows just the right amount of time to dunk before it breaks and ruining the tea. It's not about the biscuit and how long it lasts before breaking. It's all about the skill of the dunker. Still to come, smoothie of the week. Thank you, Marshall and Darren Meats. Has it really been three years since this was all over the radio? I'm going on during this time I fear there's no one to save me This all and nothing really got away You're driving me crazy I need somebody to hear, somebody to know, somebody to have, somebody to hold. It's easy to say, but it's never the same. I guess I kinda like the way you know all the pain, now the day bleeds into nightfall, and you're not here to get me through it all. I my gut. I'm going under in this time I fear there's no one to turn to This all and nothing we of love and go be sleeping without you I need somebody to know, somebody to hear, somebody to have Just to know how it feels, it's easy to say but it's never the same I guess I kinda like the way you help me escape Now the day bleeds into nightfall And you're not here to get me through it all I let my gut down And then you pulled the rug I was getting kinda used to being someone you loved And I tried to close my eyes when it hurt Sometimes I fall into your arms I'll be safe in your soul till I come back around For now the day bleeds into nightfall You're not here to get me through it all I let my guard down and then you pull the rug I was getting kinda used to being someone you love But now the day bleeds to nightfall And you're not here To get me through it all I let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting kinda used to being So what you love To let my gut down And then you pull the rug I was getting kinda used to being So what you love You're listening to Dan Cochran on Radio Illuminate. I've known a few guys who thought they were pretty smart, but you've got being right down to an art. You think you're a genius, you drive me up the wall. No at all. Oh, well. 
Okay, so you're a rocket scientist. That don't impress me much. So you got the brains, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're all right. But that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. It should fall out of place. Oh, well, you think you're special. Oh, well, you think it's something else. Okay, so you're Brad Pitt. That don't impress me much. So you got the looks, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong. Yeah, I think you're all right, but that. Don't impress me much. Joking, right? Oh, well, you think it's something special? Oh, well, you think it's something else? Okay, so you got a car that don't impress me much. So you got the moves, but have you got the touch? Now don't get me wrong, yeah, I think you're all right, but that won't keep me warm in the middle of the night. That don't impress me much. Listening to the One More Mile Show with me, Darren Cochran, and later today on the station at three o'clock, it's Beth's Movie Moments. Four o'clock, it's Angela Lapetina with Nash Tash Rose. Five o'clock, Extended Soul Mix Friday. At seven o'clock, Lee Everest will get you ready for the weekend. At 8 o'clock, it's Dara Kusha, Deep Radio Show. And at 9 o'clock, yes, you know who it is, it's DJ Luke in the mix. Now it's time for... Thank you, Marshall. Yes, the part of the show where I review a park run somewhere in the world. And where am I going to go today? It's Aberdeen. Yes. Okay, so... There have been 506 events. There has been 225 average finishers. The average finish time is 27 minutes and 29 seconds. The female record is held by Virginia Barrard at 16 minutes and 50 seconds. And the fastest male record is held by Sean Chelmers at 14 minutes and 37 seconds. And there has been 1,098 volunteers and 18,916 PBs. Now, importantly, this park run starts at 930 not nine o'clock, so it's 9.30 for this one. Right, now here's the important bit. The course start is 400 metres east of the Bridge of Don, near to the Donmouth Local Nature Reserve. The route is an out-and-back run that starts and finishes at the same point. 
runners start on the Esplanade east of King Street, then run east towards the main beach prom and up and around the bend onto the upper beach promenade. Runners run south towards the beach ballroom. After a straight run of approximately two kilometers, runners turn sharp left near a bus stop and down onto the lower promenade. The bus stop turn will always be marshaled. Runners then run two kilometers north all the way along the lower prom to the next turn at the Standing Stones. At the Standing Stones, runners turn right, then back round the bend and downhill towards the finish. The finish line is on the grass and will be clearly signposted. And that's this week's edition of... Thank you, Marshall! into hi lily hi so on today's show lily we're talking about dunking biscuits in tea but in your world the smoothie world you don't dunk biscuits do you no not so lily have you got a smoothie for us today yes we have a cranberry banana smoothie wow that sounds nice 
What's in that? There is one cup of frozen cranberries,、mm. one cup of unsweetened almond milk, one banana, one tablespoon of maple syrup, and half a cup of ice cubes. Let's put it in the blender. Shall we have a taste test, Lily? Yeah. Oh, wow! It tastes amazing.、Mm. Shall we? Shall we celebrate with a song? Yeah. What song should we play? Sweet but psycho. Done. Oh, she's sweet but a psycho, a little bit psycho. At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, on my mind. Oh, she's hot but a psycho, so left but she's right though. At night she's screaming, I'm on my mind, on my mind. She'll make you curse. And sweet butter psycho. You know, I keep saying to Lily at the end of the smoothie link. I keep saying, look, Lily, why can't we have a decent band like the Beatles or the Stones or Springsteen? But you know what she says to me? She says, "My feature, my music." I don't know. She's a tough one. That one. She's gonna go far. Anyway. In Darren meets today. I am joined by Sheila Robinson. Now Sheila not only set up Haywards Heath Junior Park Run, but she's recently run the grueling race to the Stones. And Sheila joins me now. Hi Sheila. Hello. Hi Sheila. Now Sheila, during our correspondence for this interview,、um, I、uh, I said, look Sheila, look, send us some bullet points, can't? Can you feel your like running journey? And what I received was like half a book, so、um, I think the thing to do is start right at the beginning. 
Um, okay, so we're the beginning of my running journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we can start at the beginning of your running journey because I want to give my listeners as much value as possible. So when did it all start for you then, Sheila? Um, I did the Chase Corporate Challenge with work and I did a little bit of training for that. I used to run around the park when I lived in Croydon and um, yeah, and I got round that and I I really struggled around it. It was quite tough going. It was 5k. Um, I thought I'd do better than I did and I just found it really hard and I didn't really run much for a while after. Okay, so if we can get a timeline on this, so when would that have been, Sheila? That would have been about um, 1999. Oh, wow, so 1999. So, okay, and um, and that was like a bit hit and miss, a bit of running here and a bit of running there. Okay, okay. So when did you start to run more often and start to take it a little bit more serious? Yeah, so um, after I've had my three children, my my instinct to get out running was a lot stronger because I, I just needed to get out. <laughs> just a bit of peace and quiet. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I, um, yeah, and I used to joke that I used to, my husband would come home from work and I would throw the baby at him and say, you know, I'd run as fast as I can, as far as I can for as long as I could. And um, but I started training for the local Linfield 10K, which is actually more like 10 and a half K. And um, so I, I started running around. I live near Linfield Common. I started running around the Common and building up my mileage. Um, and I kind of trained a, a bit, just a bit better for that. And, you know, did OK in that. Um, bumped into a couple of mums from school, finished with one of them. Um, and we started running regularly every week together. Oh, so it's more of a social thing. And and the Lingfield 10K, when was that? That would have been 2007. Oh, OK. Right. So, so 1999, 2007. Right. OK. So by then, I guess it was like a slow transition to get you more interested in running and running more often. And what kind of training were you doing leading up to the 10K? Um, just trying to get out a bit, nothing structured, just um, sort of starting off running for 15 minutes, 20 minutes, and then building up to running for an hour. Oh, wow. Okay. And this was two or three times a week? Um, maybe two times. I had like, my daughter was probably less than one. So oh, yeah, wow. not not too often. Wow. So, so you've done all your training. It's race day. You're about to do 10K. How did it go? Um, it it went okay. I I just wasn't right at the back and I wasn't, you know, I wasn't anywhere near the front, but I just felt it it actually went okay. It's a really, really tough race and I think it's the hardest ten K um that I've probably done and it still is, you know, I still do it reasonably often. Okay. Yeah. It's a funny distance ten K, isn't it? Because you know, you you you, you, you know, most most people do the marathons and half marathons, and you have got your pace. Now, the, it's, I think I always think ten k is a very difficult race to race, isn't it? Because people are used to the park runs and the five k, and you get used to that pace, or you got your half marathons. It's, it, I don't know whether it's just me, but it's difficult to gauge how quick to go out for a ten k. Yeah, the the Linfield ten k is a bit unique because um, it used to be advertised as ten point five k, so it wasn't even a standard distance, and it's very much off road. It's very hilly. Um, and so my friends that I started running with each week, we decided to do a proper road race 10k. So we took ourselves off to Chichester and we, um, we trained a little bit, but that was generally, we did sort of about four and a half miles every, I think it was Thursday. That was our routine. Um, so yeah, we went and ran, ran a more, a flatter road race. Mm -hmm. Right. Okay. So we've done 1999. We're up to 2007. You've done your 10k. What's next? Um. So one of the two mums I was running with each week, we decided to enter a half marathon. Wow. Okay. So you're getting a bit serious now. Yeah. We we just thought, oh, let's see if we can do that. So we entered the Barnes Green half marathon, which is a really popular local race. Um, a really good half marathon to do, especially for any beginners that are listening, that are local. Um, and we got we got sponsored. We were raising money for um, for a charity. Please don't ask me the name of it. But <laughs> we did get sponsored. Um, and I can't 
That would have that was probably about two thousand and eight, actually two thousand and nine, maybe. Okay, so a year, two years after the ten k. Right. Okay. Um, and uh, so, um, so training wise, did that change much from the ten k? Do you up your training at all for your half marathon? Yeah, we we did run. Um, we ran a bit more, and we were running a longer run at the weekend. I seem to remember we were doing that and I had a training plan in like a running book I had called oh, yeah. called Running Made Easy. Mm. I think it's probably still out there and it's a really good beginner's book. Oh, it's, it obviously worked. Yeah, I'm sure there's now there's plans online that people would follow. But yeah, because I mean, most plans is like 16, 17 weeks running plan, isn't it? I'm in the middle of one at the moment, actually, for a half marathon and uh, I an injury last Sunday, but we'll come on to that in a little while. So I think I think they call it runner's knee, but enough about me. So okay, so um, so you don't you doing your training? What about diet? Did you change your diet at all for your half marathon? Um, no, basically. <laughs> I guess the thing is, if you're running so much and training so much, you can eat pretty much what you like. Um. Yeah, no, I don't think you can eat whatever you like. And I guess I was trying to eat reasonably healthy, but, you know, my kids were still very young. So, you know, I was trying to just get out running and probably not taking it really seriously. OK, so you've got your book, you've followed your plan. It's race day. It's a big step up from 10K to half marathon. How did you fare doing the half marathon on the day? Um. It went really well because we came in under two hours and I was really pleased, really, really delighted with that. I mean, I think that is the that's the ballpark that everyone's going for. And if you can get under two hours, most people are happy with that. Oh, fantastic. So and uh, after you because um, you, get, you get like a runner's high, don't you, after a race? And did you automatically enter another one or do you think I'm going to take some time out? How, how did you feel afterwards? Um, I, well, I did get a bit of problems with my IT band. So the last three miles were really painful. Um, and that's when I discovered that there was such a thing as an IT band after that. But it did inspire me. And I thought, well, maybe maybe I could you know maybe I could do the London Marathon so around then is when I started entering the ballot for the London Marathon so, so there's a, the way I see it Sheila there's like a, a, a natural transition here from running with your friends around the park in 1999 to entering a 10k in 2007 now all of a sudden you're doing half marathons and now you're going for the big one you actually entered the London Marathon I did. It took me, I think, five years to get in. So I can't work out. Um, maybe I did start entering in 2007, actually, because I didn't get in until the 2012 Olympic year. OK, so you finally get in the London Marathon. You've got a place. We're getting serious now, aren't we? What changed then regarding your training, etc.? Yeah, well, I knew that um, one thing was my my running friend mums were not interested in training for a marathon. So, um, and I'd always said to them, the year I get in, I need to join a running club. So I joined St. Francis Runners and um, and that was brilliant because we would go out running every Sunday. There was a whole group of us who were training, marathon training for Brighton and London. And yeah, and I made a lot of friends and I'm still really good friends with. Oh, that's, I mean, yeah, I mean, they, they do say, I mean, you should have like a running buddy just so you can motivate each other. So you you highly recommend joining a running club? Um, Yeah, I would say, you know, people are put off because they think it's really serious. But running clubs are for everyone. Um, And if you go to one, you don't like it, go to another one, because some of them are some of them are a bit more serious. Some of them are more focused on beginners and there will be a whole spread. So. Yeah, give it a go. Okay, so so we're getting serious now, Sheila. So you've entered the London Marathon, you've got a place, you've joined a running club. Uh, I presume you're following a 16, 17 week training plan. What about the like the family life balance? How did you manage that? Because obviously it took up a lot of training to enter such a race. Yeah, I guess so. But I um I think it's just become a normal part of my life. So rather than go to the gym or whatever I was now doing, um, my Sunday Sunday morning runs and um, yeah, and then I would go out with the club on a Wednesday evening 
But, you know, I'd kind of leave the door, do the run, be back an hour and a half later. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, and it's a great hobby to have, isn't it? I mean, I, it's a good addiction, isn't it? I mean, it's... <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, some people, uh, it's like park run, isn't it? I mean, some people are still in bed at nine o'clock and by the time you've done park run, you're, you're home and you still got the whole day ahead of you. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and park run's a big part of my life now. So. <laughs> yeah, we'll come on to that in a little while. Um, okay, Sheila. Well, 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 wasn't she great, hey? That was part one of the Sheila Robertson interview. Tune in next week for part two. Now, because we had to endure Sweet Butter Psycho, I think we need to balance that with a bit of class. Now, during the week, this young band from Liverpool sent me a tape. And, well, check these guys out. I think they're going to go far. Rotherham. Wow, Darren, Sheila was great. It was really inspiring hear her talk about balance and family life with running. Yes, I agree, Brian, she was great. Pablo from Telford. Thanks for interviewing Sheila, Darren. Nice to see Darren Meets is back this week. Oh, well, I do aim to please Pablo. Eddie from Great Yarmouth. God bless you. Keep on doing what you are doing. You're an inspiration. Thanks for that, Eddie. Brian, oh, another Brian from Utoxida this time. Darren, the perfect recovery is beer and pizza. The magic combination, if you say so, Brian. Andy from Southampton. I am odd. I maintain the ultimate dunking biscuit is the Lotus Biscoff. It has the structured integrity to survive dunking and a mild enough to complement tea and not overwhelm it. Hmm, fair point. And Hannah from Kingston. My dog's name is Biscuit, and every time the word biscuit was mentioned, she looked at, looked up. Maybe I need to wear headphones listening to your show. P.S. Where is Plankety Plank this week? Well, the thing is, Hannah, I love Plankety Plank. But 
I've got such a busy show, I couldn't fit it in this week. But, but, I do promise, Plankety Plank will be back in two Fridays' time. So make sure you tune in for that. Evermore, more, more, the Evermore Half Marathon and 10K is back for 2022 and will once again see runners embrace one of Scotland's most scenic courses, courtesy of the atmospheric backdrop of the Kangorms. The half marathon will kick off proceedings on Saturday the 8th of October, with the 10K for all taking place the following day. Both races start and finish at Badagor's Outdoor Centre, taking runners on spectacular new routes using off-road trails through the forest, lock and mountain scenery of the Glenmore Forest Park. Now the fastest park-run courses are, in third place, Aberbear Park Run, in second place, Stories Field, and the fastest park run course for those of you who want to get a PB is Victoria Dock. Now the slowest park run courses. In third place, Wine Latter Forest. In second place, Walkum Dunes. And the slowest park run in the country is Great Yarmouth North Beach. And finally, there is a date change for the Antarctica Marathon and Half Marathon will now take place on Sunday the 12th of March and not Friday the 17th of February as previously published. So this next song takes me all the way back to the early 1980s when I was a wee nipper attending Dale Hall Primary School in Ipswich. And one of the days of the week, there was an after-school film club which I attended. One of the films I remembered watching contained this song, and it's absolutely beautiful. Nobody ever knows when you're gone. 
I told you, wasn't that absolutely beautiful? Wasn't that beautiful? Okay, let's wrap up the final few emails now. Now, Donald from London. Been running marathons for over 40 years. It's pretty simple. Find the strategies that work for you. Remember, stretching after your run is preparing you for the next run. Very wise, Donald. Mick from Gloucester. Yoga and running is a perfect combination. From my experience, one can apply some yoga positions for pre and post running stretching. Yep, I agree with that, Mick. Okay, so I guess the only things left is my recovery tips. And I want to break this down into five areas. Tip number one is uh, go for an easy walk or run. I know, I know, you've just crossed the finish line and all you want to do is crash on the sofa. But if you do that, all that's going to happen is you're going to stiffen up. So go for an easy walk or run. 140, 150 beats per minute, super easy. It will increase the blood flow in your legs and flush out any toxins. Tip number two, massage. Now, the best thing you can do is get a proper massage. That is the best thing. The only problem with that is it's super expensive. If you live in London, I think it's an urban massage. It's it's about £68 an hour where they come round your house. I mean, who can afford that? Super expensive. Um, I know a lot of people go for the foam rollers. And to be honest, I don't really rate them that much. I mean, they're OK for your glutes. Yeah, I'll give you that. They're good for that. The other things is a bionic. I think it's a bionics muscle roller. Now it's a stick, which is really good. As for like your deep tissue and trigger point massage, and it's good for relief and cramps. So I would recommend that. I mean, you could pick them up on Amazon for about a tenner, I believe. So yeah, tip number two is massage. Now tip number three is food yes and the people need to be sort of prioritizing protein and muscle rebuilding that's where the priority should be now you need to be getting into stuff like chia seeds just getting a handful of chia seeds and putting it on your cereal putting it in your smoothies and fruit and veg you know your raspberries your blueberries veg you can't go wrong with that can you cereals get into cereals pro and um, pumpkin seeds and sunflower seeds are full of protein um stuff like chickpea curries lentils uh, your grains rice so you know basically just eat sensible eat sensible and stuff like cinnamon now cinnamon's not protein but it's an antioxidant and that's great for flushing out the toxins in your muscles so yeah i mean yeah try and sort of concentrate a bit more on the food and eating properly and tip number four is sleep now you think about it i mean if you've had a heavy heavy training session or you've just done a race yeah i mean your muscles are all broken down and you're fatigued i mean for two or three days afterwards you need to be getting eight to ten hours sleep a day now i know that's easier said than done but your body will really benefit from it and your body will make the adaptations to rebuild you and come back even stronger so tip number four is sleep and finally my final tip is compression yes compression tights i mean they're great for blood flow flowing through the system and supporting the muscles when they're fatigued and stuff like calf sleeves i mean they're great for like your easy runs and or just walking around the house and um, i guess that's it then guys thanks for listening tell all your friends where the fun is friday two to three and uh, keep it radio illumini and remember you've got this 
Is it done yet? Oh, look. Oh. Right, give it a little play, see what it sounds like. 